when we can allow ourselves to feel silly and vulnerable and foolish at times, then we're in a good space. And so she responds to the positive when you yell at her she doesn't know what are you why are you yelling at me she doesn't get it because dogs are in the moment animals are in the moment welcome to change your mindset podcast where it's all about believing in and executing on different and innovative ways to strengthen both your leadership and communication skills to help increase your success and especially in today's disruptive business environment One of the most effective ways of building stronger leadership and communication skills is by embracing the principles of improvisation. (laughs) Yes, that's right, improv. Your host, Peter Margaritas, is an improv virtuoso. He's also a certified speaking professional and a CPA, also known as the Accidental Accountant. Each episode of Change Your Mindset is designed to bring you different and innovative ideas, thoughts, and behavioral changes on a variety of differing topics, with the sole purpose of strengthening your critical soft skills. We may call them soft skills, but they are the hardest to master. And when we do, greater success and growth is the result. So jump in and start changing your mindset now. Let's start the show. My guest today is Jay Suko, who is the master of improvisation, my improv coach, and he wrote the preface to my book, Off Script, Mastering the Art of Business Improv. Jay navigates the unpredictable world of improv and shares his insights, hilarious stories, and moments of gratitude and empathy along the way. Jay will discuss on how to be present in the moment, how to be grateful for what you have, and to be empathetic towards others. So sit back, relax, and get ready for a good time as we embrace the uncertainty, express gratitude, and have some laughs along the way. Before we get to the interview, just a few housekeeping things to take care of. Off Script, Mastering the Art of Business Improv is available for purchase on Amazon in paperback and Kindle versions. If you want to learn more about the book or order a copy, go to offscriptimprov.com and order your copy by clicking the click to order button. If you want to buy 10 or more books, please contact me and I'll offer you a bulk discount. You can reach me through my email at peter at petermargaritas.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Also, please subscribe to and share this podcast episode with a friend. Also, please visit my YouTube channel, Peter A. Margaritas, CSP, CPA, Biz Improv Virtuoso, where you can see previous podcast video episodes along with this one. And while you're there, just hit the subscribe button so you won't miss any updates. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This episode is sponsored by Peter A. Margaritas, LLC, also known as The Accidental Accountant. Are you looking for a speaker that can bring powerful content, virtually or in person or on-site, that is memorable and engaging in a way that motivates and inspires your audience? Instead of data dumping and numbing with numbers, imagine your people and teams delivering a financial story to your stakeholders, a story that creates engaging and relationship-building business conversations. Would you be interested in learning more about how that is accomplished? How would you feel if the value your facilitator provided your organization far exceeded the dollar amount on their invoice? Peter Margaritas, CPA and certified speaking professional, delivers all of the above and much, much more. 
all of Peter's programs can be done virtually, in person and on site at your location, or at an off site venue. Send Peter a note at peter at petermargaritas.com and or visit his website at www.petermargaritas.com to learn more about what Peter can bring to your next conference, management retreat, or workshop. Now, let's get to the interview with Jay Suko. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is going to be a real fun interview. Uh, my, my friend, can I, can I call you a good friend? Why would you not? Okay, I just want to make sure. Of just want to course. make sure. It's, it's been a couple of months since we 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 we've chatted. Yes. So my, my my good friend Jay Suko, who is also my improv coach, who's also wrote the forward to my book off script. So you, for anything you need to pick up, because he has a really funny forward that he wrote. And by the way, that's why I left Ohio, because you couldn't remember if I lived in Cleveland or Columbus. That's why I'm now in Oklahoma and I'm in Stillwater. What's the difference? Cleveland, Columbus. It's the same, right? Bill, where, where do you live, Pete? In Oklahoma City or Tulsa? No, yeah. no way. We're going to go again. <laughs> so, Jay, thanks for taking time out of your... Jay lives out in Los Angeles, and it's January 11th that we're recording this. And uh, he's got some leakage in the house because of all yeah. the rain. So thank you for taking time out, because I know you got a lot of other stuff going on. You're welcome. Thank you, Peter. I'm, I'm moving uh, buckets as we speak to try and... <laughs> deal with this and it is it is an unexpected challenge living in a city that there's no rain there's a drought for a decade yeah or more and and i also heard even though we got in the past month we've gotten a lot of rain here it's still not going to really do anything for the drought because it's that severe but right now it's you're just we're not sure where things are coming from. We're not sure when the next rain is. There's a lot of uncertainty. We're not sure if it's how it's going to be fixed. We still are trying to, we have to get in to look. So they're like, we're going to have to poke around in the garage. And it's like, okay, there's <laughs> just, you don't have that certainty of, I know what the problem is. And even when you do, there's still no guarantee, right? So right. I feel like it's such a metaphor, especially this time of year with transitioning from the old from December into January. And we spent a lot of time at the end of the year contemplating what happened in the, the past 11 months. And we started thinking about the things we didn't do. And then January brings resolutions, which brings some anxiety and stress. And then we go, oh, I didn't do it. So there's a this time of year, especially, there's a lot happening for everyone. Absolutely. And, and this year, uh, for my resolutions, I decided I'm not going to make any resolutions for a change. Oh, rebel. I know, right? It's it's like, okay, I, I need to lose 10 pounds, but I can do that on my own. I don't need to make a resolution for that or this or that or whatever. Or I need to exercise more. Uh, I just need to just quit talking, just quit talking about it and do it. Yeah. And looking at it like in our, I feel like previously we have resolutions and we, they're like punishments and they're like, and then you punish yourself for not achieving that punishment. And <laughs> Right. And in a way, if we can just reframe it to be like, I don't know if it's goals or like maybe even just a new term of like, this is the direction I'm headed this year. And yeah. why do I why do you want to lose 10 pounds? Right. Like, what is the reason behind it? And what are you it goes back to our our shared um, interest of improv is like, what are you looking forward to? How do you reframe it in a positive way to be like, oh, I, I don't have to lose 10 pounds. I get to and I'm going yeah. to do it doing these steps or I'm going to 
I have a, a wonderful success rate of reaching out to people who have done what I want and be like, how'd you do it? Like just asking them. So yeah. having those thoughts of like, what do I want to do? How do I want to change? How do I want to be healthier? You know, having that and saying, okay, that's something I want to, I want to aim towards this year. And the world of improv allows us to do that much more freely than others. Uh, I, I believe in, 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 in interacting yeah. with, with folks because a lot of times we get stuck into yesterday, get stuck into last year when we're not going back to that. Well, we, it's, we, it is, we spend our lives, most of us, uh, we regret the past and we fear the future. Right. And we aren't here. And whether it's improv, religion, philosophy, I think we all speak the same language of like, how do we get to this moment right now? How do we stay in this moment when we're, I'm thinking, uh, I got a contractor coming later. Oh, I hate contractors. They're going to, they're going to get me. Right. Right. Cause I don't know anything about contracting. And so it's like, that's happening. Oh, I'm worried about, is there damage based on what's happened? So I'm not really all the time present. And like what the, the, the magic is, is having this moment with you. We have not talked for a few months. Right. We have these great conversations. And so it's like, how do we reset ourselves to be focused on this moment right now and block out those other things or set them aside as we're having these conversations? And I think a lot of people focus on things they have no control over. It's fun. <laughs> no, you should, you should see a space we just did. Ah, it's, it, it, it's always successful. It's fun, it, and you're right. It's it's something that distracts us, right? We want right. to we want to have that control because it gives us a false sense of safety. So I'm going to control these, but you can't. You can't but control you. anything. No, you, you can. You can. You can. You can control being present. You yeah, that's about it. <laughs> if you have the tools also to right. know how to do it, a lot of us I don't think, at least for me personally, I would I was never brought up with like let's talk about being present. Let's give you these tools to. It was not that. It was I had the P word, Peter, and it's not Peter. It's potential. I had that oh. P word from early on. So it's always you have a potential, right. which is a future promise so you've got this if you're going to live up to the potential and when you don't then oh now i'm feeling guilt and shame yeah. about not living up to that i love brene brown i've been reading brene mm -hmm. brown a lot and you know guilt is uh i did wrong shame is i am wrong and so yeah. i think that's great and it's it goes back to that conditioning growing up and when you're a kid everything's present everything's in the moment so I think it's innately within us, but I think as we get older, that gets pushed aside for you didn't do this. You should do this. Don't forget this is happening. And, you know, even talking about what college are you going to, how are you going to save for the future? What's your retirement like? Oh, don't go. You got married once. Don't get married a second time. Like all of those things, which I went through, it's like, I, I went through a lot uh, when I went through a divorce and it's like, what am I going to do? And you, it's hard not to think about the things in the past. Right. And then apply that to the future or have, it's fun to have this narrative in your head. And then you apply everything to that narrative and you're like, see, yeah. I knew it versus like, what a wonder this is to be sitting here. You and I having a conversation across the country yeah. through this technology we're we're talking over Zoom, which I three years ago I had no idea what Zoom was. <laughs> yeah. Was like I'm not going to use. I didn't use FaceTime. I didn't use any, any of that. Yeah. Now we have a moment where we can have this conversation. We have a a slot in our schedules where this worked out. So 
this is to me the key to life is like these moments and stacking up as much of a memory of these moments as possible and really embracing them. So there, uh, there is silver lining in this uncertainty of p- the pandemic we're still in. And those silver linings are like, try to take every one of these moments and really just appreciate them. Yeah. And, and recognizing that the, those moments and appreciating them are still hard for other people. A hundred percent. Yeah. But it, it's, how do you, how do you, how do you change that mindset of, of a group of people who don't look at, I mean, so what's going on in California and my, my brother lives in, in Laguna beach, all the amount of rain and, and, and the amount of destruction that's happening. It's, it's really easy to go down that very, very negative path. How do you avoid that? Well, absolutely. I mean, you're right. And it's not, you know, I think people mistake positivity or having that outlook is like ignoring what's happening. And it's yeah. not really that it's what you can work on is what's your response to these situations mm-hmm. and how do you change somebody's mind or a group of people's minds, man, as soon as you can find the answer to that, you'll be <laughs> unlimited in your monetary wealth, but you, you can't really do it. You can't change their mind. What you can do is you can change your mind. You can use like working out at a gym, you work out mentally and emotionally. I think that's a big part of it is working your emotional muscle. And then people start to see how you are and they become interested and they might make a change based on that. You might have an impact on somebody you don't even realize. Sometimes we have impact on people and we don't even realize it. And we go into a room as facilitators and we might have less of an impact in that room because people aren't ready for the information. They might've already closed their mind. They might not be in a space willing to learn or be open to hearing what you have to say. They might look at me and say, oh, I've seen your face. You've a lot of dudes looking like you have talked to me. So I'm <laughs> shutting this off. Right. And it's like, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And so you, you can offer this and if people are open for it, absolutely. Their, their change can happen. And you start with what can I do differently? And and we've talked about this many times too, about like, I got to check my personal biases. I got to look at what I've been doing in the past. What isn't working anymore? Can I be uh, affected? And can I change based on what I see from other people and what I learned? So I can have a control over that in that sense of giving myself more tools, but I don't have control. And we talked about this too. We, we don't have control over a lot of things. Now that doesn't mean, you know, people sometimes mistake acceptance as being weak or like, oh, well, like you become a victim. Acceptance isn't a victim by any means. Accepting is this is the situation. Now, how do I want to respond to it? And sometimes we don't accept the situation, whether that's with a a significant other, family, a job, a friend, your pet, uh, the house you're in. Sometimes we don't want to accept it. And then we're just struggling and fighting. And when you accept it, then you can make a change based on that. So how is the dog, by the way, when you mentioned pet? I have to go go off script here for a second. Plug. Great book. Um, (laughs) Love it. I've read that book, by the way, and off script. mm, Chef's kiss. Uh, I have a, I have a, uh, we found out she's a pit bull St. Bernard mix. 
uh, we got her. She was a rescue. And they said, oh, she's 40 pounds. She won't get bigger, really. We don't think this is about it. And she's 80 pounds. We just <laughs> went to the vet. Went yesterday. She had to get her doggy flu vaccine, which I oh, didn't yeah. even know yeah. that there's a doggy flu. Yeah. Uh, and she's great. And it's, do you know what she responds to more than anything? If you want to correct her behavior, it's not yelling at her. Right. Right. It's not hitting her in the bum with a newspaper. It's yeah. not yelling at her in, in a stern voice. It's positive reinforcement. And for her, it's treats. So if you want her to do something, positive reinforcement, your voice in a in a loving way. And sometimes you feel foolish and that's fine. You're like, oh, good work, Tessa. Good work. <laughs> but it's for the benefit of her. Yeah. And when we can allow ourselves to feel silly and vulnerable and foolish at times, then we're in a good space. And so she responds to the positive. When you yell at her, she doesn't know what are you, why are you yelling at me? She doesn't get it because dogs are in the moment. Animals are in the moment. They don't know two seconds ago. They just know right now. So if you're giving them rewards, whether it's verbal rewards or for her, it's snacks, they respond, they go, I'm going to do more of that. And I think humans in a way are like that too. It's like that positive affirmation, even positive feedback. We don't give that enough. How many right. jobs have you had where you've had more positive feedback than negative? People think you have to have this critical feedback. And again, times are changing. So mm -hmm. what served us before isn't working now. So positive reinforcement, letting people know what they do well, letting them uh, know you appreciate them. Those are all skills we can continue, continue to work on. But we will see growth. We see people change when, they're, when they have that, when they have that positive feedback. Well, that positive feedback back in the day was, was like I said, few and far between. Because yeah. when you made a mistake, it was like the earth was coming to an end. When but you knew it was a mistake. You knew it, right? Right, right. You knew it was a mistake. So if everybody could just chill and say, okay, what did you learn from this? Yes. And and, and what won't you do again? That yeah. in itself versus the criticism and the yes. finger pointing and everything else. That just make that just creates a very hostile work environment. And everybody everybody fails because we're human beings. Yes. And take it that step further of Yes, what won't you do again? But reframe it to what are you going to do again? Like give the instruction of what to do, not what not to do, right? I think right. we do that a lot. We go like, don't do this. And then your brain, all the all your brain thinks about is doing that. Whatever that thing is, that's what your brain thinks about going towards. So if it's right. like, don't yell, your brain's thinking, yell, yell. Like yeah. that's just what happens. But if you reframe it to say, what do you want people to do? Instead of yelling, what do you want them to do? Well, use a quieter voice. Great. Give that note. Give that feedback. And I think for a long time, there was value in uh, stern rebuke. There was value in I have to give this constructive feedback. And then when you get a reward, it's few and far between. It means more. And I think that's just not we've seen that's just not true. Yeah, my little league baseball coach would tell me, don't strike out. Well, what are you thinking of? Striking out. Striking out. That's yeah. all you're thinking of. But if yeah. your little league coach says, I want you to swing hard yeah. and you swing hard, whether you get a hit or not is irrelevant. So like right. just swing hard or, you know, um, I want you to stand up there and, and, and take a couple of pitches. Now you have something to do versus yeah. don't do this. And then you do it and you're like, oh man. So you're already in your head thinking about what not to do. I, I'm trying to remember. I, I've heard a story about this, about baseball team and 
I don't know if they got a new coach or whatever, but, but the coach approached a different way with him. They said, okay, we need you to get a, get a hit. You're going to stand up there and I'm positive that you're going to get a hit versus don't strike out. And for the most part, the kids would get a hit. Now, was it an out? Possibly, but they didn't strike out. They made you didn't contact. say, yeah, you said get a hit. You didn't say, yeah. don't get out. You said yeah. get a hit. Yeah. And I hit the ball. And you hit the ball. And and if you keep that mentality, because I I remember you used to stand up going, I was afraid to strike out strike out. That's oh, the, okay. Yes. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. That That's was, what's that was and think about now what's happening as you get older and as you get into the business world and that fear of striking out metaphorically or that fear of yeah. not delivering, all of that permeates and now it engulfs you. And now you're just afraid and you're living in this sense of of fear and you're living in the state of like, I just got to do enough right now to not get yelled at, to not get fired. So I don't think we're allowing ourselves that same kind of opportunity to have growth. And I I don't think you grow by being yelled at. I think you grow by feeling supported and heard. Well, that kind of goes down the path of of psychological safety and creating that type of environment in a workforce because you just described it to a T. Quit yelling at people and, and let people make mistakes, let people speak their mind. In, in a in a collegiate kind of a way, but allow them that latitude, that that opportunity to do that, mm-hmm. and and not punish them for what they've said because we have, a lot of times all they want to know is what's between our ears. Yeah, and, but we're, and afraid, we're afraid to say because it could be a career limiting moon. Now there are some things 100%. you should never say. That I think we're all smart enough to know what those things are. But for it's sure. the other, but it's when somebody asks your opinion. You should be able to give it without any pushback. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's, I think we're headed towards there. I think though, there is a, what happens and then what really happens? What, what do we say in business and what is allowed? Like, I think we're pushing it slowly towards, mm-hmm. yes, we want to hear what you have to say. Yes. You know, you've heard this phrase, bring your whole self to work. And it's like, right. that's not accurate. People have, there are people who have a privilege that can do that, but there are some people who can't do it. And and it's not something that is followed through or addressed or opened. And so it stays in that state. So I think it's taking a moment to have these resets and redirections to say, like, are you really meaning what you said? You know, during the pandemic, we had a lot of focus on like diversity and, mm-hmm. and inclusion. Mm-hmm. And I think from my what I've seen is a lot of places are like, okay, we're past that point now. We're past the pandemic. So we can kind of slide back into the way things were versus, yeah. no, you got, it's a muscle. You have to constantly be working that inclusion muscle and the diversity muscle. And they're, and they're different muscles too. So I like in one sense of where we're headed. I also think we have a lot of, of room to improve and really start to give a voice to those who need that voice and leave space for that. And I think, you know, 10, 15, five years ago, we didn't even think of that. We didn't think of the term psychological safety. We didn't see that as a value. And now it's like, no, no, that's probably the most value right now. And we're, we're starting to get there, but I think it has to be started early on in youth in our schools and become an important part of the curriculum as important as math or science or, or English or language. And then start to include like this is because that emotional side, that's we are emotional beings 
who think. We're not thinkers who feel. We're feelers first. We are emotion-filled beings who happen to think. So we need to caress that and care for that as much as we do of, of any of the other leadership qualities. You know, we used to look at leadership qualities as like uh, how you manage people. How And now it's like we have to look at it as how you lead people. You know, what, mm-hmm. what's the saying? We have a lot of we're, we're we're training a bunch of managers, but not a lot of leaders. So we right. need to include that that whole part of everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And as you, as you were telling the story, that something popped in my head, and I'd be damned if it didn't pop back out my head. I had to go back and find that. It How was, dare it was, you? How, I know. I was present. You. I was listening to it, but it's just something I didn't. And and that's part of being present. You want to be fully into the conversation, but you get these little thing, thoughts that pop into you. I got to save that. But I'm listening to you. It's like, oh, it went away. That's and never that's, happened to you, right? No, no, no. I'm <laughs> I'm absolutely perfect at this. Uh, and you 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 find that balance too. You find yeah. that balance of, I want to add and connect to this. I want to sit back and listen. You know, we we think you you're telling a story. I want to connect with you. So therefore, I want to tell my story. And sometimes that comes off as I'm trying to one up you, even though that's not my intent. <laughs> Right, right. And sometimes it's like, oh, I have to notice as the person speaking, I'm going to give a pause here. Yeah. Peter might I'm looking in your eyes. You've got something yeah. to say. Let's let's hear it. And sometimes it's like, oh, it's gone. It might never come up. It might sometimes later. It's gone. I'm going to re um, uh, refocus and come back into the conversation. I will say, I think part of it has to do with age, because as, <laughs> I've, got, as, as I've gotten older, I've walked into rooms. I've walked out of a room and going, where was I going? Yeah. And it's getting it's getting worse. Lucky and, you. And and I'm I'm sitting there thinking. Sometimes I'm thinking, do you have too much on your mind that you're not you're not present, you're not focused enough, or just forget what I'm. All of the above. All of the above. All yeah. of the, and you walk in and you're like, I've forgotten. I'm distracted. I can't remember. I mean, and it it happens. What I become aware of is I have a tendency to make big jumps of, oh no, I have brain cancer or, oh no, I have Alzheimer's. I don't go short. I go real big. I go up and it's like, no, I have to remind myself it does happen. It doesn't mean I have to say, I always do this. It just, is like, oh, I forgot what I came in here for. We call that being Greek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yep. I, I, I got a headache. It's a tumor. It's gotta be a tumor. Yeah. You need to go see a doctor about that. Because you are thinking, worst case scenario, your brain's like, I have to hijack this situation right now. And because it's the worst case, I am wired to protect you. So it is, you got to go right now to the doctor, right? That's what we do. And it hijacks to save you. That's what it's thinking it's doing. And really, it's like, hold on a second. Let me take a breath here. Not that. You just take a moment and you kind of reclaim that that emotional hijack. Well, I shared with you that uh, last year on my birthday, I uh, started getting this irregular heartbeat. And and I've had some heart issues in the past, and, and, but I couldn't get it under control. And at one point I was checking my pulse and it was going about 150 to 160 beats Oof. a minute. Uh, and, and I'm sitting there going, I'm going to have a heart attack right here, right now. And, and I'm going to die and I won't be able to dial 911. Well, I was able to dial nine one one, and they came out, and and the guy, the, the paramedics come in, and they they put the little things on me, and they go, "Well, I can tell you this: you're not going to die today." 
have you ever had AFib before? And I went, no. He says, well, that's what you have. You have your heart beats out. Of, it's it, And it, it feels like you're having a heart attack, but you're not. You're not going to die today. And, and then something in my head said, how does he know that? It would stop. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop. And, but he goes, this is a classic sign. And, and your heart will eventually come back into that rhythm. But the thing that you get, you know, you won't have a heart attack because of this. But because of the irregularity of the heart rate and stuff, you might be susceptible for strokes. I went, okay, you could have held that one back a little bit longer, but <laughs> but that's fine. But it's it's like we, we are, you know, and then as I'm waiting, I'm on the phone with the 911 person. She's staying on the line with me and I can hear the sirens coming. I'm going, okay, how do I tell my mother? How do I? And, and, yep. Yeah, and then what 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 I got to do before? And all of a sudden, I guess your life somewhat passes in front yes. of you. I don't think mine did, but weird thoughts were coming about. And it's like, okay, be calm down. But well, and yeah. you're, and and also, hey, Pete, this makes sense. I'm having these thoughts, right? Telling yeah. yourself, yeah. I'm human. I'm having these thoughts. My brain is trying to protect me. And so it's going to the yeah. center. Absolutely. And you yeah. look at this and to tie it back into those positive choices. Now we can look at it this like, oh my gosh, I am destined to have a stroke. My life is over. <laughs> right. Or we I look at it and Greek go again. <laughs> or, or we or we look at it and go, this is just data. This is just mm. information. Mm. I'm attaching emotion behind it because I'm a I'm a human. Uh, and so I can say I am grateful for the information, knowing I'm at risk of having a stroke, knowing that this is AFib, knowing that this. So you can it's not ignoring things. It's putting them in a different light and saying, OK, I'm thankful this happened now. I mean, could you imagine if it didn't happen now down the road? You're like, well, if I had known. Well, I, I was thinking about that. I was like, OK, I wasn't in class. Because that would have been, yes, that would have been another. Yeah. 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 And then it's like, somebody's got to call 911. That would have just been a bigger episode or, or mm -hmm. stress induced piece and, and, or even being on an airplane. Yeah. And yeah. you could, you could take these moments and say, I, I can't think of it. I'm surrounded right now with a lot of things. I have a lot of stuff happening in my life yeah. and it's very depressing. And, you know, and that happens for sure. And so maybe in the moment, you don't have that ability right now to think this is a positive mm -hmm. thing happening right now. There are times you can reflect back and say, okay, that is why that happened. Mm -hmm. That was the good reason. I'm, we're all at this point, we're going to survive these situations we have already. And you look at kind of, the past and say, I'm, I'm having a freak out right now about this information. Mm -hmm. What's happened before? That's a good predictor of the yeah. future. I'm, I'm uncertain about work. Mm -hmm. Oh no, I'm uncertain about work. Therefore I'm going to be homeless and I'm going to end up on the streets and I'm going to get addicted to something. I'm going to die. Okay. Well that, that hasn't <laughs> happened. And for some people who have, they've recovered from that mm -hmm. for sure. But you say, all right, I've been employed. I am mm -hmm. employable. I'm going through a time right now. I'm accepting the fact that I'm going through a time right now that's very stressful. Look at that. So I, I give it a little, um, uh, I name it. I take a little power away from it. Now I'm able to continue and move forward. But we we need those moments to take a pause and say, this is just happening now. There was a great phrase 
and whenever you have a stress about your life, I'm not seeing someone, I'm not, you know, I'm not in a relationship, uh, I'm not in the right job, uh, I, I'm not in a good place, a living place, add the two words for now at the end, it changes everything for now, for now, I'm not in a good place for now, I, you know, this is just happening right now, doesn't mean it's always going to be this way, I'm just experiencing it right now, and then yeah. it just we're you're working on reframing these messages that have mm -hmm. built up over years and decades and and coming from not you in the beginning they came from someone else you right. know those bad voices in your head about yeah. you didn't yeah. come from you you came out into this world like this is amazing yeah and then we get these voices in our head that were put by other people that said you're not good enough you should be um farther along you should live up to your potential all these voices get in our head that were not put there by us so you're talking about these voices in our heads and basically it's that, that inner critic. Yes. And, 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 and in the book I did write, I named my inner critic. Yes. His name is Nick. Yes. Good Greek name, Nick, <laughs> you know, good Nick, a hey, nickel. You, you got to go put some tape over your mouth here. So, Cause I'm tired <laughs> of listening to you, but, yes. it, but it, by giving it a face and name, it makes it real. And then you can have those real conversations with, okay, Nick, everything's okay just go back in your cubby hole and just yep. go, go 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 eat some feta cheese and some black yes coffee. yeah and you could say hey nick i expected you to show up you're right <laughs> yeah. on time yeah you're right on time i'm very anxious this is where you pop up you're very strong you've been honed i'm still going to do this thing come along with me i know you're here i know i'm nervous i'm scared you're you're right on time so i'm not fighting with that and that's something uh i think it was bill Hader. i i he was talking about anxiety he was a performer on snl and he's an actor and he talked yeah. about i mean this anxiety and he's the guy who you look at and you're like this guy's so good at being in front of people live in this comedy show and it's like he was suffering anxiety the whole time and he named his anxiety monster and he's like <laughs> oh there you are I expected you to show up. I'm still doing this. And that's, you know, we're, we're oh. in the state of looking for tools to help during these situations. You pull out a tool and you're like, I'm going to try this. And if that works, you go, great, I'm going to try it again. But one of the big tools for me is like acceptance. It doesn't mean you're a victim. It's just, I'm accepting this is the circumstance for now. Right. And I'm dealing with something very, I'm dealing with a lot of emotions right now. It's the, especially right now, as we talk, it's the new year. You look at your calendar and you're like, oh, I don't know if I have enough work or I don't know if I have enough connection or if you're, you know, single, oh, I don't have somebody and here's another year. You know, you have a lot of this happening and you have to go, it's just uncertain time of the year. I know the end of the year into the new year gets very uncertain. So my anxiety can be a little bit more. So I just have to realize that. I have to take more moments to close my eyes and breathe, yeah. take a moment to visualize how I'm going to come out of this. Think about the things, you know, this is nothing new. Think about the things you're grateful for. You know, sometimes the year I have to write down a gratitude list every day and I write three things down. And it's like, here are the three things I'm grateful for. And I sometimes go kicking and screaming and do the writing of those things and doing those things. But it's like anything. You Sometimes you just need a little nudge. Absolutely. Uh, I, I like that, the, the gratitude list, right? The three things that you're, that you're thankful for, grateful for. Yeah. Uh, and, and just that's it. And don't spend too, you know, if you're having a hard time with it, set a timer for yourself. I'm going to give myself two minutes. Yeah. A timer, deadlines help with a lot of stuff. So right. I have two minutes, I'm going to write down. And if I write down the same three things, great. It's not about the picking the correct ones or the perfect ones. It's about doing it. Just do it.
Yeah, we I, I, before we started this conversation, we were talking about things like this. Just sometimes you just got to do it. Sometimes yeah, you, just, you right. You, sometimes you you got to get on the bike and you got to ride it. Yeah, we talk about it. We 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 can really get caught up in the size of the bike, the color of the bike, how pedals work, <laughs> and what favorite movies about bikes we like. And we can do everything but getting on it. So it's like get on that bike. Don't focus on riding it the best or as perfect as you can just get on it get on that bike and then get off and you keep doing that so action action in those moments well to that point i'm sharing with with jay that um i've had a guitar i actually have two guitars in my house and um i've had these guitars for a number of years but i've never played them at all i every now and i just get up and goof around with it but never so in december i said i'm gonna learn how to play the guitar i'm signed up for some lessons on online and yeah, I'm, right now I'm to the point, I, I, yeah, I'm trying to get my fingers all calloused up and, and, yeah. and trying to learn these chords. But all of a sudden, the other day I'm, I'm sitting there struggling, like what? And I, all of a sudden I could, okay, I can actually see myself playing this instrument. <laughs> hey, that's funny because you're playing it. You're like, I could see myself playing it playing as it. you're playing it. As, as, as I'm, I'm playing, playing it. it. But you're, right. you're, you're, you wanted, you're, you're setting a goal. I want to learn to play this. Yeah. And you're in the midst of playing it and getting calloused up. Yeah. And, and I, I've told myself, you're not going to set an hour out every day. You're not going to set, you know, the, the, on Saturdays, you're going to work f- for an hour. It's like every day, you're just going to pick it up. So I have it sitting by my by my couch. And if I'm watching, you know, Ben's watching Yellowstone or watching a football game or some sporting event, I just pick it up and go, okay, what quarter are we working on today? Okay, we're working on the D. How does that feel? How does that? Okay, I right, got to do this. And I've gotten to the point that, after after about 10, 15 minutes, I'll put it down and pick it up later. And okay, it's a little bit easier every time. But you just to, to your point, you just got to get on the bike. It's the first time picking up that guitar is the mm-hmm. hardest. Mm-hmm. The first because you're establishing a new habit. And I love hearing you say, like, I'm not putting a time limit on it. It's like every all I'm gonna do is every day I'm gonna pick it up. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna strum it. That's it. That and then that becomes a habit. And then you're like, oh, I heard that was a chord. Now I'm yeah. going to I'm going to keep going. And that you're building in that habit into your daily routine. And that's the hardest thing. And I think especially around the new year, we do have these resolutions mm-hmm. and we get setbacks because we don't do it or like life takes over and we didn't pick up the guitar today. It's like it's not about yelling goes back to what we talked about. It's not about yelling at yourself. It's like, you you didn't pick up the guitar today. You're worthless. It's like, no, I'll do it tomorrow. I didn't pick it up today. Okay, I'm going to do it tomorrow. And then we do it the next day. And it's like, it starts slowly becoming that habit. But I think, I think that encouragement and that self-love and that empathy for ourselves and that compassion for ourselves, we, we learn how to give that to ourselves first. And once you can do that, and once you learn how to do that, then it becomes easier to, notice it from other people too absolutely well buddy i know you gotta get back to some water <laughs> some yeah oh, as we're talking my entire first floor is flooded but i'm like i'm gonna be on a conversation with peter at this moment <laughs> come hell literally hell or hell high, high water, water. <laughs> <laughs> well buddy thank you for your time always a pleasure to talk with you now that things have settled down here with the new job and stuff We'll get back in the in the in the 2023 more in that monthly schedule because I, I do miss our conversations. 
Yeah, they're they're lightning. And, and actually, we were having one and, and I said, well, you know, you're like a therapist for me. So there's that <laughs> there is a client therapist, you know, confidentiality. confidentiality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I can only I, I never uh, use your name. <laughs> I always say uh, I can't talk about it. It's a, <laughs> my my wife is in the medical field <laughs> and ha- is very strict about patients and won't like won't even talk about patients or anything or 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 if she does she'll just do general statements and i always say oh it's obama right i always say <laughs> it's obama i got it she's like it's not obama i'm like that's what somebody who's treating obama would say but it's that same thing and i think i think it is to be completely honest there's a level of we have to have a trust and vulnerability and yeah. when you have those with people the bond is so much stronger and you're yeah. like I can be myself and I don't think we allow ourselves those moments as much. So hopefully folks who are listening have people in their lives like that, who it's like we have this this definite trust and bond and and confidential discussions at times. And so that's we need those as humans. So thank you for 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 that as well for me. Oh, thank you. I look forward to our next conversation. And hopefully this year I'll get out to California when it dries out. I'll come I'll come visit my brother and I'll come up and, and, and visit you as well. That's perfect. You you are more than welcome. I I can't wait. Cool, buddy. All right, man. You take care of yourself and and happy new year to you. Happy new year, Peter. Thank you. (laughs) I would like to thank Jay for his time, knowledge, and thoughts about how to deal with uncertainty more productively and positively. Remember, there are those people who prefer to say yes, and there are those who prefer to say no. Those who say yes are rewarded by the adventures they have, And those who say no are rewarded by the safety they attain. Be a yes person. And thank you for listening. Bye. Like what you just heard? Visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.